So Brian was originally kind of scared to bring this up to you or bring this up that I was watching this show. And because I had watched about four episodes at this point. And I was like, man, I had to think real hard. And I had to think of all the shows that you've criticized me for in the past, How I Met Your Mother ended up being a great show. You ended up watching the end. Or Big Brother, one of the all-time best contestant shows to ever exist and still does. Those are some. Those are two that I can think of or off the top of my head. There's several. Well, yeah, you're a big Survivor fan too. You you just like your reality TV. I love reality TV. I'm still. I get sucked in so easily to things, <laughs> and I know it. I'm in. Like when like when I'm into a show, like I you have my undivided attention. I will set time aside to watch a show, rearrange plans to watch a show. I care. So if I'm in, I'm in. Yeah. And So Love is Blind comes in uh, into Netflix. Right. And obviously Netflix Netflix knows me, knows that I would love this, would love this <laughs> show. And I see a preview for it. It's the first thing that comes up in Netflix. And I just knew that me and it were meant to be. And I had to watch it. Yeah, so I remember you texting me this. You're saying, Zondra, I got to tell you. I am knee-deep into Love is Blind. And my first reaction is, oh, God, Mullen, not again. Yeah. You're getting sucked into this again. Yeah. You're going to waste 10 hours of your life watching this show, which is garbage television. This is all going through my head. Yeah. And then I watched the preview, too. And my it really God, sucks you in, doesn't it? I was hooked instantly. <laughs> I watched the first episode. It's over. Not even, it's not so even, over. Oh, man. Now, that is, a, that is good television. It's great television. <laughs> Can you imagine just, like, just speaking into a screen to somebody? Like, some of these guys just didn't give a shit. Oh, they were so all in. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta wonder where they found these guys, for one. They mm. reeked of desperation. For... They did. They did reek of desperation. One thing I did notice is that a lot of them were extremely successful. <laughs> it's true. Um, maybe they were just the nice guys, you know, the nice guys that never really had a chance because they were always the nice guys, you know, the friend, the friend zoned. People. Yeah, it's funny you say that because as uh, and we're just going on the assumption that everybody's watched this. this <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Spoiler alert for the next three minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, um, so everybody, like, for you, for easily forget about some of the guys in the first episode, like the Virgin. Yeah, I know. He's just in there one one time. I guess nobody liked him, and he must have been so boring that they couldn't even. Cut to one him. second of him trying to date. I would have loved to see him try to date. Yeah, I would have too. There's I think they also, really missed something there. There's also the one um, girl, um, the one black girl who said she couldn't stand people's breathing. You remember that like five second clip? Yes. They give her, and then she yeah. got the rest of the show the entire time. She's known as the breathing phobia girl now. 
<laughs> that's what that's your that's what she's known as. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Oh so. no. Well, I don't know. I'm just assuming <laughs> that's what I remember her for. I, like, there's anyways. There is so many great storylines that just were not followed. I felt like. So, what? Who did you like the best out of all those people, and who did you hate the most out of all those people? Well, I gotta get hate the most out of the way first. Oh, I yeah. mean, I mean that one, the thirty-four-year-old. I can't remember what oh, her name was. Jessica. Jessica. The I mean, worst. how? Wait, why did she stay all the way until the end? Uh, she just—I think she wanted a trip. To I think honest. it was the free trip, and I think <laughs> if you followed through in that whole trip, that you were committed to the rest of the yeah. show because it felt like a lot, of, like more than a few of these couples were going to that last day. Is like, I mean, none of her family showed up. No, and it was exactly. that was the funniest wedding of them all. It was so funny when she's like, "This feels really good." This feels right, and they're on a di- on the date that he set up where they don't don't sit in the same room. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like, this girl is so psycho. Uh, it was quite funny. Who did you who did you like the most on the episode, on the show? Well, I think the most entertaining would have been uh, it was a Gigi and the redheaded <laughs> Damien? guy Damien. Yeah. I like those guys. They they were easily the most entertaining they of them all. Were, for sure. Really funny. Like I like mean, the that she'd conversation. Flip, she'd flip out over nothing. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> I felt for the guy. Yeah, definitely. Um, oh, they were they were awesome. How would you handle the gym situation? Because I'm sure you've been in that situation, Brian. The gym situation. Uh, he's on his phone, but he's is playing his music through his oh, phone, and she just yeah. starts talking to him while his music's playing. So he goes on his phone. He's trying to, to pause it, and she loses it for going on his phone <laughs> <laughs> while she was trying to talk to him, and and he just lost it. You know, that was like the final straw. Just you a know? complete miscommunication there. Total miscommunication. It was hilarious. Uh, you're right. I, I'm going to side with you on both of those. I didn't like Mark, though. Mark was like a... No. He was a classic... Um, what's the word? It's kind of a vulgar word word here, but... Um, well, not really. He was a cuck. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, there's no other way to describe yeah. him. Yeah. If you don't know what that is, you can look it up. It's kind of... Vulgar, maybe, uh, maybe ask your boyfriend <laughs> if you're listening to them explain it to you. Um, yeah. But that's what he was. Yep, he was. He definitely was. <laughs> um, and you just saw it. All of his friends are like, oh my god, man. Like, yeah. Anyways, they were in disbelief, for sure. I think her friends were equally in dis- disbelief. But knowing they had cameras on them, we're definitely not going to just <laughs> no. go spurt out their true feelings about this girl dating a 24 The one guy kind of did a little bit. He didn't agree with the marriage at all. He was like yeah. a 29-year-old. He's like, oh, he's still young. He's too young to be married, blah, yeah. blah, blah. But, oh, man, hell of a ride. Great 10 hours of my life. Um, hey, sometimes one of these cheese shows just hits you. Oh, yeah. And I'm hoping that there's a second season. This was done in They're 2018. For sure. I know. How did they, they end to it? wait 14 months. Well, we checked their Instagram, too, uh, me and Solange, and we um, tried to see, like, if they had posted anything. They didn't post one thing until the, after the episode aired, and then they posted all their wedding stuff. And 
Oh my uh, god, yeah, that is so insane. Good for them. Yeah, seriously, good for them. Um, all right, Molly, let's get back on track. Great, yeah. uh, great start to the episode here. Speaking of dating, we're going to talk about some of our dates that we've been on in the past um, that didn't go so well. Nope, they, uh, we were, they were highly anticipated, didn't go as uh, according to plan. Uh, so stay tuned for that. A um, couple Tinder dates from the boys. Uh, we are also going to tell classic Mully Tale, uh, one of my favorites, actually. I'm involved in this as well. I'm definitely part to blame for the whole situation we get ourselves into, but more to follow on that. Um, we've got a couple announcements. Yep, I love big announcements. Big announcements here. Um, Luke Stegg. Luke Skrakowski and Ashley Curran. Their SAG is this weekend. Tickets still available. $10. A pop if you want to come to a St. Paddy's Day St. Paddy's Day themed party. Hit us up on either the Instagram or our text messages. That's $10 ticket. Luke and Ashley Stag. You know what? That's our only announcement. So. There's not a big announcement? Well, I mean... What's that? Well, uh, we're going to talk about me going to New York City tomorrow, but we can bring that up later. No, 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 man. I, we're, we want to tell the people who won the big contest we had this week. Oh, how did, that was the first point I had on my list here. Oh, so Let's sorry. just get I'm into afraid. that. Let's just get it. Let's get the intro over with and get right into that. Yeah, okay. I'm done. All right. My name is Mark Mullen. I'm Brad Sorgel. This is Mullen and Over with Mark Mullen. Hit it, Felipe. We're going to go away from our uh, Brian's Burnt Brats uh, segment this week. It, we decided it was a repeat of last week, everyone. Yeah, some uh, situations arose this weekend. I planned an event, as per usual. And last minute, uh, said friends bailed, leaving openings and in this tournament we were in. And, uh, yeah, Brats were burnt, so... Yeah, but we're not going to do that segment this uh, this week, so we'll uh, we'll let bygones be bygones. Yeah, bygones are bygones. And uh, yeah, we want to talk about the um, you know we went to social media this time, and uh, we asked our good followers a poll, and uh, they spoke loudly, didn't they, Brian? They spoke very loudly. It was a uh, poll to determine who is going to be our sponsor going forward. We had a smear campaign on both sides of Family Day Weekend versus Labor Day Weekend. Um, who do you think won this one, Molly? You know, people that have been with us for a long time, like vintage uh, vintage stuff, wouldn't be too surprised if Labor Day Weekend had a slight edge here. Um, but, you know, I, I thought Family Day uh, presented a good case, so it could go either way. Well, um it wasn't too close at all. Okay. Well, it was a landslide victory for Labor Day weekend. Our sponsor since the beginning. And you know what? Our fans are loyal. I can totally see that happening. Yeah, I think the fans understood that they had to wait four months twice between episodes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, first to third episode was not easy for anybody. No, 
uh, especially as a sponsorship. So um, I think our uh, relationship and the fact that we brought Family Day in for a little competition, I think this is just mend that relationship more than you think it would. You know what doesn't kill you that makes you stronger? Is that what you're trying to say? Exactly. <laughs> and they have a nice new product today that we're happy to, to talk about, but we'll uh, we'll save that for the, uh, the commercial. Absolutely. All right, Brian, what are we on to next? All right. Uh, do you want me to go first or you to go first? Worst date you've ever been on since we're talking about Love is Blind and all this stuff. Yeah. We're going to go on the dating scene. I can start if you want. Mine's not as good as yours because I already know your story. Okay. You don't know mine. But, okay, yeah. Well, you, you, I told you, I'm sure, but uh, it's just not as good, you know? Yeah, let's just let's well let's let the audience be the judge of that. Let's uh, let's hear delivered here. All right, so um, I was on Tinder and I swiped this girl, and you gotta you gotta know with Tinder, there's always their best picture online, right? It's always your best picture, but in some cases you don't even know for sure what they look like, and this girl had classic signs of that where she was in the shadows uh during her pictures but but they did look like she was fit and um in shape and stuff like that so i was like yeah sure i'll go with i'm going to do this girl we end up going to saint james pub in um in ottawa so i don't know if you've ever been there There's a big giant patio on bank street it's got like the misting um fountain things for like on a hot day okay that was the caesar i didn't get the caesar okay um rough rough place like they would have that 50 they would have carling one of those type of bars yeah. she suggested it so we go in there and at first glance she's she's an average looking woman she's pretty she's not like blow your mind attractive but she's not bad Okay. Um, anyways, so we go in, she's already waiting for me actually with a beer. Okay. And so, well, she has a beer. I don't have a beer. So, <laughs> okay. So you so, don't even know if that's her first beer. That could be her second. Well, beer. she was waiting there. She was yeah. early. Okay. Um, which is fine. Like, good. I, I get there. I sit down and, uh, we're chatting their way. I order a beer and, uh, Immediately, I noticed this girl, and on the way here, I was wondering why it was such a bad date. I couldn't remember why until I just, it clicked me. She was a word repeater, Molly. Now, let me explain to this yeah. in, in more detail. Whenever I said something, she would respond with the exact same response. And do you know what her response was? That's dope. Oh, yes. I remember you talking about this person now. Yeah, yeah so that, yeah. that's what rings the bell, eh? Yeah. Um, anything I said, it could have been like, I don't know, it, like this didn't, it's not what I said, but I could have said my dog died. She would have been like, oh, that's dope. Like it was yeah. just everything was dope to her. That's tough. It was real tough, and it got to me really quick. But the TSN turning point in this date was mid-date. She gets up and she's like, oh, I gotta go have a smoke. Gets up, <laughs> goes outside, has a smoke. That's tough. Yeah. While I'm sitting there, like, <laughs> I don't wanna. This girl's not dope. 
So anyways, we parted on our way. Yep. That's dope, girl. Worst date in my life. Wow. Yeah. Worst date you'd say. Was like, it was immediately, like, after 20 minutes, I knew I would never see this person again in my life. You bring up something interesting, Brian, because I wonder sometimes... Like, I feel like I had that moment. Have you ever had that moment where you can tell you're doing something that's really bothered the person you're on a date with? Oh, like you're repeating something or you're, or you're, doing, you're just or doing something. something. Yeah. Mine, mine was we, we, we went out for pizza and, uh, and I'm a fork and knife guy with the pizza. Oh, no. <laughs> and she... Made it clear that she did not. She does not like a fork and knife. A person. fork and knife guy okay. with pizza. She likes a guy that gets down and dirty. Yeah, just you're prim and proper with your pizza. I don't know what it. It was hot. <laughs> it was hot. That's all it was. It's not like I'm a prude or like I'm. I've a, seen you eat pizza with your hands. Why would you just use the fork? It was hot. It was a hot slice of pizza. <laughs> I wanted to keep my uh, keep my like fingers intact. You know. Oh, that's funny. So, so that really bothered her. It really bothered. Did and she I tell could, you? She didn't tell me, but I could feel that I lost her in that <laughs> moment. The date completely changed. She's like, "Oh, you're one of those people," and I was like, "What? What kind of people?" <laughs> She's like, "Fork and knife with the pizza," and I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> and I could oh, tell it was, it was this is going to be the last time I see this person, and I was right. That is hilarious, Molly. Yeah. Um, wow. Um, okay, I know your worst date story ever, also from social media that you met this person. Um, yes. <laughs> I got you again. So this was back when I was 25 years old. So I, how, uh, or 30, so five years ago. So that would have been 25. Yeah, I guess in 15. Oh, 2015. Yeah. 2015. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 20, yeah. 2014. Doesn't really matter what that <laughs> year is, as is tradition. Doesn't matter at all. But um, what's important to note was I didn't really go on dates that often up until this point. No, you weren't a date. <laughs> I didn't really see the benefit of me dating anybody. I that was I don't know for that was just my way of going about life at that time. Yep. And um, and. So I finally decide, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to go in the dating pool. So I, it was the first time that I had logged on to Tinder. Didn't know it, didn't really know what Tinder was, but I, uh, got it pretty quickly. Obviously I would swipe right a million times and just hope for the best. And, <laughs> but that would never work. I was horrible on Tinder, especially okay. uh, at that time. So I was like, Oh, I got to go a step further. And there was no bumble at that time. Okay. Which I'd say is a decent app. I think it's a, it makes sense as far as dating apps. For sure. It's a... It's That's my go-to. It's better than uh, Tinder, for sure. Yeah. So, I think... Uh, what are the what are the kids using now? <laughs> it was... Uh, <laughs> what I... I don't even know. Anyway. It was... Uh, a Friday beer is oh, always... Tough. Is man. it Hinge? Hinge is... I've never heard of that one. I, I know, I'm getting too old. I don't know what that one is. Hinge is the, is the newest dating app i haven't been on it i don't yeah i think it's very similar to bumble if i am correct i have no idea 
anyways, that seems like the the newest the newest craze. But I needed uh, something a little extra, so I go to POF. Uh, plenty of fish. Plenty of fish, yeah. Yep. Okay. I heard some nightmare stories about plenty of fish before, but I didn't think nightmares happened in Ottawa. <laughs> so, so, and this is so long, I can't even remember exactly how it went. I don't, I remember I had to make a, I had to make a profile. Oh, it might have been, yeah, it might have been like a hot or not thing after that. No, 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 it was, uh... I had to make a profile. How would I, I would I would somehow or another? It would just have people in your area. You would search like filters. You okay. You'd search filters, and then people's profiles would come up. And I guess uh, you could just message them if you wanted them. But I think you could pay extra if you wanted, like send them a gift or something like that. Is that how it used to work? I, I anyways, I have no idea. But I, anyways, I'm plenty of fish, and I uh, I see one of these girls and. Somehow or another, we start talking. There's, a, I think you can talk through the app easily. Yeah. And uh, so we start talking, and you know things are going pretty good. She seems pretty cool. And I uh, decided to go on a date. Big deal for me. Yep. Uh, we, she decided that I, it would be best if we had a date in the public place. Makes sense. First date. Sure. Especially on an online dating. Yep. I think it's best case scenario for everybody. Um, so I agree to it. Uh, and unfortunately, it was the carnival. Right. So she wanted to go to the local carnival. She wanted to go to the local carnival in uh, in Ottawa. Which one? It's the one near Rito, the Rito Race Track. Oh, okay. I don't know. I have no idea what it was called. But right. um, big carnival. And uh, what I realized when I went into the date, something just didn't feel right about it. Okay. And um, I don't know what it was. And I, and I look back at my conversations with her. I was like, okay, she seems fine. I mean, this would be fine. <laughs> and I, uh, I just don't know what it is. But I, I'm told that I have to, uh, you know, I'm going to meet her at, I don't know, the hot dog stand or something, ironically. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I, I'm at the hot dog stand and, and this this little small little high schooler blonde girl comes up to me and and she was like Mark and I was like there's no way that this person could possibly be asking for me because I'm not going out on a date with this person and she's like hey hey you're like are you Mark I was like yes and she was like yeah you're going on a date with my cousin today <laughs> oh no and she's like and she's over there, and she points in the direction of, of, the, of the person. And I immediately realize that this person looks nothing like what I, <laughs> what I thought she would look like. You got catfish. I, you know what? I cannot say that I got catfish, bro. <laughs> I can't say that I did, because those pictures were of her. But, like, for instance, she had a bikini shot. Mm-hmm. But when I look back now, the bikini shot is her 30 yards into the ocean and about 30 yards off the ocean. <laughs> She's probably about 60 yards away. <laughs> and I, like, had to zoom in on my phone to, like, get oh, breath, just man. to see it. I'm like, okay, yeah, that's a pretty good shape or something. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, and she was really good with shading. She had done very good 
editing on her pictures. Okay. And I said, oh, shit. And there's, like, one thing... There's one thing that I'm in particular... I'm pretty... You know... I don't have too much of a, of a specific type, but one thing in common with all the girls I've ever liked was they had really nice teeth. Right. And this girl did not have... She, they had, oh, no. She had... Um, she had bad gyms. It was unfortunate. <laughs> it was unfortunate well, how, how bad they were. And it's the first thing you notice, and you can't not see that. Well, it's probably... She probably didn't smile in any of her pictures either, right? No. So, oh, that was the other thing. She yeah. never smiled. And did I think about it at the time? No, absolutely not. Right. I, uh, but then I thought about, oh, wait, that's why she doesn't smile. Right. So I'm, I'm like Scooby-Doo. It's a scooby mystery all of a sudden. <laughs> and we're just trying to piece all the, all the puzzles of how this could have happened. So right away, Brian, <laughs> I'm thinking, this is all going through my mind in a flash. And I'm thinking, I should just leave. I should just not say <laughs> another word that, yeah. and just get out of here. And I think at that time I was like, and I, I think I texted you actually. And I think I said, it was like something to the effect of, I don't know what's going on here, man. This is insane. This girl sucks. Oh, no. And, but she immediately did. And she's like, hey, listen, me and you uh, are going to go. Like, my cousin is going to be on the date with us today. And it was her 16-year-old cousin. <laughs> <laughs> so it was randomly me, this girl, and her 16-year-old cousin oh, hanging out together throughout the day. And we had an all-access pass. To the to the carnival. Okay, we do whatever we want, and I'm not a big carnival guy. A lot of it is designed to make you want to puke. Well, you hate roller coasters. I've seen it firsthand. I hate roller coasters. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I don't like them. I do them. I reluctantly, and going with me is not fun. I make sure of that. Well, you swear at the person who brings you on those roller coasters for about seventy five percent of the time. Yes. Yeah, it gets me through the ride. <laughs> So, going on, you know, these things that just make you, like the spin thing. Oh, yeah. You know, where you're standing up and it just spins. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was a classic in all carnivals. Yeah, well, we did that. That was awful. That was big time at the Albon Fair. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was, like, one of the biggest rides. Well, we did the spin thing. Okay. We did the, we did, anyways, I'll be honest. I wasn't even really talking to her. (laughs) Me and the 16-year-old seem to get along with a lot more things. <laughs> now, I'm not saying that I was on a date with the 16-year-old, but I'm just saying that she was a lot cooler than the person I was on the date well, with. Well, she probably had zero pressure, right? She's just like the girl that makes it, like, cuts the awkwardness on a first date, you know? Because she can say whatever she wants or do. Like, she can be the awkward one and it takes it away from the person you're on the date with you know yeah exactly yeah i I understand that um anyways we uh carry on and then we go to the bump bumper cars okay nice and uh yeah classic um so (laughs) so we do the bumper cars and you know we bump some cars and that's fun always a good uh always a good ride nice and she's like all right let's uh let's go in behind the bumper cars and I was like, okay. And then we go in behind the bumper cars into an RV <laughs> where I learned that her uncle runs the bumper cars at this, <laughs> at this carnival. And then I proceed to meet her entire family, oh, extended family God. and everything. I met about 20 people. They're all in like four trailers. And all of a sudden I'm just in the thick of all of this. 
having molten exes. <laughs> This whole entire family. And I'm like, oh my God. And I started the date wanting to leave it. And I never wavered off of that. And now I'm here in this awful situation. You were with the Carnies. We were with Carnies. Now, don't get me wrong. I had my fair share of time being a a Carney myself. (laughs) We ran a fudge wagon growing up. My aunt owned it. Okay. And me and Riley would work 12 hours. Uh, free, except we got <laughs> unlimited snow cones. Oh, there you go. So it was well oh, worth yeah, it at yeah. the time. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. But I, uh, guess I ran a carnival booth as well. When you look back, <laughs> I, was, uh, I was part of the make the cheese station. <laughs> Probably one of the most important stations at the Elmont Fair. Yeah, and I got unlimited bacon and cheese for free labor too. So mm-hmm. very similar. Anyways, continue. I mean, it's um, it's a tradition, but. These people are hard. These are legit carnies. They thought was their living was okay. going around. Anyways. They go to all these small towns and they put up these rides and they operate them. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So we get out of that and I'm looking for my way out. Yeah. But of course, um, she, like the, well, the two of them, <laughs> the cousin and the girl, they want to go on the Ferris wheel. Okay. But, um, but the thing about the Ferris wheel was there's only a two-person thing. Oh, that's your chance out. Yeah, yeah. So I was pushing pretty hard to have them two go, and then right. I would go by myself. Yeah. But no, she made it work that oh. she could be with me. I was like, oh, no, this, this is brutal. And and she's and it's awkward because we're not really talking. Right. And she just goes over, and she snaps a, snel- a selfie really quick. Oh, and then like oh yeah and then like two minutes later i'm on her instagram with a love quote under it as the caption and i shivered and i'm the ride isn't even done yet the ride we're still on the ferris wheel and i'm already seeing this thing on instagram (laughs) on a date that i'm not i don't even want to like i'm going to deny i was ever on it yeah and uh I totally remember that. Oh, yeah. I feel like I got a glimpse of that picture. Did I? I feel like you sent me the Instagram for that person. So I could see the picture. Yeah, yeah, I think I, I must have. Oh, I was I was all sorts of rattled at that. So anyways. Yeah, you, you were definitely rattled. I completely remember your reaction. The date ends, and I'm sort of rushing out of there. And uh, after, that, after that Ferris wheel, I'm sort of speed walking out of there but she's fast i'll give her that <laughs> she caught me and uh she got, she got me in the parking lot and she's like hey like what are you doing right now i was like oh i, I got such a busy day it's like saturday afternoon four <laughs> o'clock i had nothing going on <laughs> and i was like you know i i really gotta get back um just making every excuse. Making possible. every excuse in the book. She's yeah. like, okay, well, maybe you want if you want to come over and hang out at my house. And I was like, yeah, yeah, well, definitely, we'll definitely see about that. She goes to <laughs> she goes for the kiss, and I and I avoid it. Go to the forehead, give her a quick peck on my oh, way. Oh, you swerved her. Buddy. Yeah, I swerved her, and I <laughs> I felt so good about it on the way home. I was like, wow, like. That was a crazy three hours that I just had. <laughs> but, 
But anyways, I, it, it immediately it scared me off of uh, online dating. I got rid of it, it all. Yeah. I got rid of I it all. I remember that. I was like, Brian, I'm done. I'll yeah. never do this again. I got rid of uh, Tinder. I got rid of it all. I, oh, it's such this a This girl completely scarred me for, for doing this. It's such a classic, though. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, who had the better story? <laughs> I, I guess we can put that as our, our poll here. <laughs> sure, I'll throw it up anyway. All right. Because I'm sure people can relate to mine where, like, this one thing really annoys you about a person and then you, you move on, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it always happens. But uh, but I think he, nobody, like, that's, that's a rare event where one of your friends goes on a date to a carnival with a carny. <laughs> like, you're not, you didn't put the pieces together. You meet their entire family on the first date. Yeah. I think that story had it all. I loved it. Yeah, that was uh, that was a tough one, but I uh, I'm glad it happened. Um, you know, should we uh, should we head over to our uh, our first uh, advertisement of the old? Uh, yeah, podcast? so let's do our advertisement after the break. We're gonna uh, we're gonna talk about what to wear on a first date, Mark, and then uh, I'll drink. Um, what to wear on a first date, Mully, and um, a classic Mark Mullen tale coming up. Regarding fashion, stay tuned. Oh, I can't wait. All right, let's go to our sponsors. My name is Mark Mullen. Brian Zorro. You're listening to Mullen and Over with Mark Mullen. Are you an auto drafter guy? Yeah, you know, the auto-drafter guy, he just never doesn't care about the draft at all. He just sort of sits there. He doesn't even sit there. He, he probably is on his mobile. He's in and out of internet connection in 2020. He is unable to pick his own team, so he just goes with the auto-draft. Are you a fan guy? Fan guy is uh, something that I am, honestly. Uh, I'm a Bills fan. I will always take more Bills than I need. This year I took four of my starting eight. I think there's eight positions that are starts. I I don't even know if that's that many. Anyways, yeah, so I took a lot of Bills. So if you're a fan, you know, you're always going to take, you want to take your team, no matter what. Are you an injury complainer, guy? Yeah, they're everywhere on the league, in every league. Uh, it's always injury bugs' fault, never your own personal decisions' fault. If it wasn't for injuries, you would win, but you never win because of injuries. Are you listening to self-proclaimed experts on their podcast, kind of guy? Yeah, these guys are the most hilarious because <laughs> they're the ones that get hurt the most. They they get just poisoned with bad news throughout the whole season. They'll take other advice of people saying their opinions based on what happened last year. And then the complete opposite will happen. Like it's the NFL or something. And, uh, and these guys won't know what to do because they've listened to these podcasts since April year before. Well, if you're any of those guys, Labor Day weekend, fantasy football league is coming to you. Free to join at a low cost of $1,000 coming this September.
Oh, God. <laughs> what a start. All right, Lily. Um, so, in Love is Blind, they finally have the big reveal of what they see in each other. You know, like, they've been talking to this person for you know, 10 days, gone on lots of dates, and they finally see them. Yeah. Uh, it's a big moment. You Huge look, moment. You want to look your best. you got to look your best. So... My question to you is, at first glance, on the first date, what do you wear? What's your go-to outfit? Because obviously they had a lot of prep time. They wanted to look their best. They're going a little classier than usual. But they dressed up to the nines. What do you do on a first date? Yeah, I can't be dressing up to the nines unless it's after work. Okay. Now, I am in a job situation where I have to wear, like, a suit. Right. Or not a suit, but like sure, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you know, on on those days when I was um, gonna have a date afterwards, definitely looked a little better than usual. Okay, so you would go with your shirt and tie. If it was after work, yeah, I would show them. Oh, look at this guy; he cares. (laughs) He must be in some good job. It's not true, but it's you mean business. I mean business. No, uh, unintended. Exactly. So um, I would use that. That angle. But if I couldn't use that angle, I'm more of a casual guy myself. Okay. I uh, I will wear gray jeans or blue jeans. A gray jean guy? <laughs> Interesting. All gray everything. Look at me right now, Brian. You're, All gray everything. Well, you invented the gray on gray on gray, Molly. I, no one owns more gray than I do. <laughs> You're gray on gray right now. I have my gray laundry versus my colored laundry is not even close. <laughs> One full basket to a half basket. And I don't know. It's crazy. But anyways. I'm a big shade guy myself, though, so I can appreciate that. I love my shade. I love black. I think white is crisp. It works. But uh, now, anyways. The thing with white, though, is you need to be tanned. Otherwise, you just look too albino, you know? Can't be, can't be doing that. It's a good summer look. But in the winter, oof, I'd stay away from it. Stay away from the white, eh? Yeah. Interesting. After yeah. Labor Day? Or... <laughs> <laughs> nice plug. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no. Um, so you can pretty much catch me in one of four different shirts. They're all long sleeves, and they're these colors, Brian. Black, white, <laughs> gray, or blue. Okay. Black, white, gray. Yeah, or blue. Yep. Those are the f- one of the four shirts that you can probably guarantee that I will be wearing. Well, I can appreciate that so much because I am also a black, blue, pretty much a black, blue, or gray person myself. For, sh- for a shirt, anyway. Yeah. Um, what do you do in the summer, though? You can't be wearing a long sleeve in the summer. You wouldn't believe the amount of times I've inappropriately worn a uh, <laughs> a uh, long sleeve shirt. I'll give you one great example. One time I was on a work trip and it was a conference in Atlanta in August. <laughs> oh, Jesus. And I don't. It was my first time in Georgia, but turns out Atlanta in August it's is hot. especially hot. Oh, yeah. It's unbearably hot. Well, you should have known that from the Masters in April. It's hot. Well, now, well, when you say it like this now, Brian, everything's so clear. But at the time, it wasn't as clear as that. So, 
I, uh, so not only do I wear a long sleeve shirt, I wear a long sleeve flannel shirt to an event with like 300 people. It's so hot. And people are like, why did you do that? Like people were taking me aside. Like, how could you be this dumb? <laughs> it's Atlanta. It's April. Like, are your arms that bad? And they like, people are forcing me to show me, show them my arms. Anyways. Um, so oh, yeah, I've I've, 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 I've <laughs> gone so far with the with a long sleeve shirt that I put myself in weird situations. Did Summer, you buy, did you buy a shirt when you were down there? Like, did you buy a t-shirt to compensate for your long sleeve? I didn't even consider that as a possibility. <laughs> I just thought, oh, whatever, I'll just sweat and you know, it'll just be funny. You know, <laughs> okay. it'll be a funny story we talk about later on. Oh. Well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, uh, continue. Yeah, so you know that's pretty much that was my game. Now the thing was, now I'd say the evolution between me in my late teens, early twenties, to mid twenties, to late mid twenties. So pretty much, it's when I started dating to my late mid twenties. Yeah, I'm following. I, uh, I, what I, what I've noticed now is how much I relied on wearing, uh, comfy sneakers. Oh, I was God. a big comfy sneaker guy. So we talked about this today, actually, <laughs> and you would go to bars yeah. in comfy sneakers. <laughs> yeah. You were a yeah. dad before yeah. you were a dad. Yeah. Blue, big oversized blue jeans, sweatshirt, and big Asic shoes. Wow! Like that was that was a that was a getup. That was a getup that I used a lot. Well, you say like you say that, but I wasn't much better. I was always in the speed cats. From you were my, from most of my twenties. I would say I was in speed cats, and if, for those that don't know what speed cats are, they're pumas. Yeah, and you and you had no bones about it. You didn't care. You thought those things were awesome. I thought they were the greatest. And like, I would go white pumas. I would go black pumas. I'd switch them up. You would, yeah. You would. <laughs> you wanted to go formal, you'd wear the black ones. If you want to be casual, you'd wear the white ones. It was summertime too. I'm talking winter time too, Polly. Like I didn't have boots. I would wear the pumas in the winter. <laughs> I also recently just started wearing boots. Same. Uh, and Alana couldn't believe it. Alana was like, she's like, Do you have boots? And I was like, Yeah. She's like, I'll buy you some boots. I was like, No, like I have boots, legitimate boots. Oh yeah, okay. Don't don't buy me boots. I don't need them. I have great boots. Yeah. And she couldn't believe that I own. I owned a pair of decent boots. I thought you said you did, didn't have boots. I only just got them a year and a half ago. Oh, okay. Like it was very recently. Wow. So I was wearing running shoes until about half halfway through the winter this year, and Solange brought me my boots essentially. Really? Yeah. But I needed her there. Like I is. I'm not a boot guy. I don't know how to pick boots. You know. No, it, boots is an interesting thing because. It's like, especially in Canada, where fashion just goes away, you know, for half a year. It's hard to to take you seriously when a guy's in a full, like a full suit, but he's got like those big old like Canadian boots. Oh like, yeah, <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> like you see, I don't know. It's just funny when you see it. Um, now let's talk about your footwear in the summer. If you're if you're going on a date. 
Are you are you rocking the sandals with the thong, or are you walk, rocking the sandals with the cover on the top, or uh, are you rocking sandals at all? So sandals are mandatory, yes. no matter how ugly your feet are. They're <laughs> mandatory, and um, for years, and I'm talking like years, Brian, since probably 2008. This is going to get sentimental here for a second because I had these things. I got them for $10, $10 a Giant Tiger. $10 a Giant Tiger. They were they were perfect. They were water resistant. Yeah, Because they were like, they, they had that material that just like... They're rubber. They're rubber, yeah. yeah. Pure rubber. And anyways, they lasted me all the way until I went to Miami this year. Come on. And they, they completely like... I I went about it. Were they the blue ones? No, they're the gray ones. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. So I went about a year. There was a I had stepped on a nail one time. There's a big hole in the middle of this oh in, the, in the middle God. of it. I kept on wearing it. It actually peeled like it just started breaking naturally, like through the middle. Wow. And that's how I decided uh, to hang them up. Got a brand new pair of uh, Nikes, just not quite the same. Wow. You know these are this is a ten dollar pair of sandals. That's that is, That's actually quality. I'll mention that to Drew. Yeah. Oh, it's fantastic. I mean, they, they had a good year that year in 2008. Uh, Drew wasn't there yet. That, no, sh- that should be noted. School, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... Who was that? Drew, he, uh, he's my roommate. He works at Giant Tiger, so I'll give him a, give him a shout out there. Uh, we've actually gave a few GT products on... Uh, no, one, no one fades me more than, than Drew does. <laughs> In betting, that oh, mean, yeah. and for those who don't understand what that means, Alana, it means <laughs> that you, uh, I, when I say you should bet something, they do the opposite and they win. Yeah. Um, okay, so let me get this straight, Mark. You're mandatory with the sandals. You're mandatory. Well, I don't know if we can talk about shorts or jeans in the summer. But you're saying you rock the long sleeve in the summer. Pretty much as long as I possibly can, I will rock the long sleeve. So are you going long sleeve sandals at any point in time? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> For a good amount of time. I will wear a t-shirt, but a t-shirt's not easy to pull off. I like, I have certain, I have a all gray t-shirt that I love to pull off with shorts. <laughs> Um, but that gets risky because, you know, you wear those lights in the summer and you start sweating and it's going to be showing. So I can see where you're coming from there. So I just, I've always, I don't know. It's just, I've always just been drawn to the long sleeve. I am talking to you in a gray long sleeve with gray jeans. I know. This is a pretty much, I would show up on a first date. Oh man, that is hysterical, Molly. Um, I can't say the same at all. I'm I'm mostly a t-shirt guy, V-neck, t-shirt. That's that's my go-to on a first date, and jeans, and then whatever shoes are appropriate for the season. Not bad. Well, yeah, that's I'm pretty plain guy though. Pretty plain with my wardrobe. You won't find any reds. You won't find any yellows. You won't find any pinks in my wardrobe. It's straight shades. So <laughs> yeah, it's true. I have pinks, but I can't. I can't. Uh, you remember I have those pink shorts? I wore to Vegas. Yes. And uh, they got a lot of attention at the airport. <laughs> <laughs> oh 
Um, okay, Mark. Oh, oh my God, Molly. One of my favorite dating uh, dating stories is actually my first date with Atlanta. When I went in for the kiss, I didn't even say a word to her. I just really? went for it. Yeah, nice. And it worked. Like no, it was like the beginning of the date of the first you date. You kissed her on the, before the date started. We had a we we did a we did like a Skype call the night before, and we like had a good like couple hours of conversation, and then. <laughs> And then we just saw each other, and I just went for it. And, wow. And she, she immediately shut me down, and she's like, oh. <laughs> She's like, no, no, we can't do this right now. <laughs> yeah, still dating her, though. Still dating her, so. I had to come I back. It, I had to come I back right it. away. That is fantastic. Yeah. Oh, good stuff, good stuff. All right, I'm going to get us back on track here because we're getting off topic. Yep. Speaking of fashion, Molly is a classic coming up for you folks. Pre-recorded, a tale of us going to Calgary Stampede, and it has uh, something to do with, sorry, something to do with fashion. Um, I think he calls the story Shirt Probs. Yeah, I called it uh, Shirt Probs. That's what I saved it as. Um, yeah, we'll see how it goes. I think uh, there's some good points here. A great game we've never played before and have oh, never played yeah, after, really. Yeah, so it's brought up. So we'll talk about it uh, after the break. Uh, My name's Mark Mullen. I'm Brian Zorro. This is Mullen over and Mark Mullen. Are you a draft the same team as last year guy? Yeah, that guy who uh, loves the same players as last year, thinks they're going to do the exact same thing this year. Maybe you like a player from five years ago, and you draft him over and over again, uh, thinking that guy is going to make the difference for your fantasy championship. Are you the guy who doesn't work to do fantasy instead guy? Yeah, that guy, he goes to his day job, his 9-to-5 job, but he, and he pretends he's working hard. He's got the hand on the forehead looking all stressed, uh, but really he's stressed about who he's going to set in his lineup. He's not focused on work at all. He's focused on week 14 getting himself into playoffs. Are you a guy who's the hermit guy? Yeah, the guy who loves to say nothing all fantasy season long. He pays his dues, but then you'll never see him at draft day. You'll never see him throughout the year. He may make a trade out of nowhere week 10, uh, but other than that, never sets his lineups. He's, he's the guy who just never speaks. Are you the guy that's the fringe guy? Yeah, the fringe guy, the guy who always wants to be in the league. But you don't let him in the league for the longest time. But when he comes in the league, he's not that good. So he's not afraid to get kicked out of the league. Uh, he's got to do a lot of things off of the fantasy football league, you know, outside the fantasy football league world to stay in the fo- fantasy league. French guy. Well, no matter what guy you are, we don't care. Join the fantasy football league. Coming this September 2020.
that's the Labor Day weekend fantasy football league coming this Labor Day weekend. <laughs>
spit it into a bottle. The whole thing is difficult for me in a lot of ways. Not that not that good at snapping, you know, the tobacco. Not that good at um, at packing it. Even putting it in my mouth is a struggle. So I put it in there for probably about one or two seconds, and then I already swallowed. I started swallowing the, the chew, which immediately made me uh, puke uh, in my mouth. I kept it in my mouth. Then I swallowed. Then I made a life choice, folks. That dipping was just not for me. It wasn't going to be my lifestyle. I don't know. I don't think I've ever had one since. I may have had tried one once since. And it did not. It does not wow me. It's not a big deal. A lot of people do it. Whatever you do, or whatever you want to do. But I made a quick life choice on that uh, on that drive home. That, that was the way it was going to go down. Um, I know that we stayed. Uh, we stayed with my neighbors for a couple days because I remember drinking with Steve in his basement for a very good amount of time. But the big part of the weekend. And this is going to be the theme of this story is that we played baseball. We played catch. It wasn't even baseball. It was just catch straight up. And we would get cat. We would use catch to get drunk a lot during this trip, a lot, uh, which leads me to my first question for the folks. And maybe we'll just write these questions down and post them to Brian. But my first question for Brian, which we'll discuss is what's the most ridiculous thing you've done to get drunk? Because in this week, it was all catch. We have not done it since. We Since or before, we never just used catch as a way of getting drunk. We just did it all week for some reason. But anyways, um, I'll pose that to that question to Brian. We'll go back to, yeah, so we were, you know, we were just getting really drunk with Steve. That's basically what I was getting at there. But eventually, we went to, uh, with Steve and his family, we, ended up, we went to Drumheller. And a very historic area of, uh, of Alberta. Really nice. You should go if you can, if you can go out there. But um, in Drumheller, we got like very authentic, very cheap, but authentic, you know, cowboy hats that were, that look solid. They look good to us. So uh, we had to go ahead and buy, buy those bad boys. I think there was a bar that we went to, had a drink or two there. Then we went home. Not too long after that, we go to the other side of Calgary to uh, hang out with our buddy, uh, our buddy Ez, who was living there at the time. And although he had to work, he was a landscaper. He was working during this whole time, but we were there using his house essentially. But we were uh, in all day, I mean, guys, every all day, like the entire trip, we would just be just playing catch. And if you dropped it, you had to take a couple drinks. Or if it was a, if somebody had to make a miracle catch, you had to drink. Um, you know, it was just, it was all day, just playing catch. I never, in me and like I, I played baseball. Brian never played baseball. You don't expect behavior out of this, like uh, from Brian, but he's just delivering it for you. So yeah, we're, you know, we're just what playing catch. Um, and then we decided to take our talents to the baseball field, guys. So we went to a, a local baseball field in Calgary. We had to walk maybe a kilometer or two, and we brought two for. And we basically made a game where the pitcher, there's a pitcher and a catcher. The catcher was also the umpire, 
and the pitcher would just have to throw balls and strikes to a ghost hitter. And it was just a count. So, you know, if it was four balls, you'd have a ghost run at first. And you could walk, like, people around the bases type thing. That's how runners would score. Well, we had, like, epic matches of this. That very high-scoring games. We are not good at pitching. And we had, we had very tight strike zones. We were very controversial umpires, the two of us. You know, one guy, one guy makes a bad call, and then you know that you're going to get another two or three bad calls that game because... You know, you're going to get it back. You're just going to get back just the way it is. It's a, you know, it's a game of balls and strikes. And, you know, if you're the catcher, you get the power. Uh, Borderline is probably going to be a ball. This is the way it is. But uh, anyways, um, now, everyone, if you want to know just how drunk we were getting, a really good example is while we were on our way to the, uh, while we were on our way to the Calgary Stampede, the entire reason that we were there. We also did um, we also did a few other things. And sorry, I just have to plug my headphones back in. Um, we also did a few other things. I think we went golfing at one point. Did a par three. Brian beat me. I think it was one of the first times Brian had beat me at golf. He has since gotten much better at golf and has beat me many more times. But that time he hadn't really done it. He finally did it at par three in Calgary. Really good time. If you ever done a par three, 18 hole par three, very good time. So we were able to do that. We were pretty stoked about that. That was fun. But, uh, and we also went to Banff and other things. But, you know, we did the whole economy thing. But the, we were there for the Stampede. So, uh, you know, classic, play one of our epic matches down at the baseball field, go back, continue throwing the ball, getting, having a couple more beers. And finally, it's about, it's go time. We're going to go downtown. We're going to, uh, you know, we're going to go to the Stampede. So, of course, I brought my plaid because if you're going to go to a, if you're somebody who isn't country at all, I live in the country, but I don't live in the country. I live in the town. So I'm not a really country. I'm not, I don't, I, I don't four wheeler. I don't uh, ski. I don't, and I jet, jet, or jet ski or sea do or, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not putting everybody in the same category, but you're not going to see me working on trucks, you know, at any time of the day. I'm just a very white collar human being is what I'm trying to tell you here. You know, I have an ergonomic uh, keyboard. If I, uh, I'm sure I've said this on the podcast before, but I just want to say it again. So, so I'm, I'm pretty happy. You know, again, got my butt, my best plaid. I, I got it on. Had to choose between blue plaid or red plaid. Knew the world was going to go with red plaid. I figured a lot of the ladies were going to go with red plaid. So I decided to go blue plaid, uh, plaid on this day. Rocking this awesome cowboy hat I just got from uh, from Drum Keller. Drum Heller? Drum Heller. Um, but as I'm putting it on, something doesn't feel right. I feel like I it may have been a girl's shirt because I noticed that all the buttons were on the wrong side. You know, they're, I think they're on the left side. or You know, it's completely opposite of what I'm used to. But yeah, the buttons would be coming over to the left side. Um, definitely a kind of uh, kind of an interesting experience. I just uh, wasn't used to it. But I'm, again, I'm drunk. I, I wasn't really thinking there was anything wrong. And then I get to the cuffs. And I'm trying to put the, uh, put the cuffs on. But, I mean, this is harder than any other cuff I've ever had to do my entire life. And I'm fumbling with it for, guys, I'm talking like five minutes of just fumbling with uh, with a cup. And that is a long time just to try to 
put a button in. And I, I ended up having to ask Brian to help me. So sure enough, comes over. He's struggling too. He's like, man, what is going on with this shirt? I was like, man, I don't know what's going on. This is insane. He, it takes him about three minutes, but he ends up doing eight minutes total to get a button of a shirt through. It was wild. Um, but anyways, after that mishap, we, uh, we have one more beer. We hit the train and we head downtown. So I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm you know, standing there. It's pretty packed, packed, uh, train. And, uh, I'm single by the way at this time. And I think that I'm God's gift to life. Uh, that's pretty much my mentality and pretty sure people are checking me out on the, on the train. And, uh, this happens all the time. So nothing I'm not used to, but I could tell eyes are on me a little bit more than usual. And, uh, it's about five minutes. There's some whispering all, all around me. And if only some girl just taps me on the shoulder and she's like, you know, I, I just gotta know, like, are you being serious with your outfit? I was like, yeah. I was like, of course I'm being serious. And she was like, she's like, really? She's like, you did this on purpose. I was like, yeah. Like I wore the plaid and I wore the cowboy hat. Yeah. Like I did this on purpose. And she starts bursting out laughing. She's like, look, your tag is on, is on the outside. You were wearing this shirt completely inside out. And that's not a cowboy hat. That's a rancher's hat. Now, what I learned that day, everyone, was that a rancher's hat's a little bit different than a cowboy hat. The rancher's hat just has a flat beak all the way around. And that's what me and Brian bought, assuming that they were legit cowboy hats. Now, they were $10 each. So we should have, you know, we should have connected the dots. I'm pretty sure the people that sold them to us knew that we were looking for cowboy hats too, which made that a little bit more disappointing. Anyway, she's like, she's like, you don't even have cowboy hat. You have some stupid rancher hat. You wearing your shirt all inside out. I just, I just had to know, like if you were being serious, I was like, Oh my God. And I'm looking at Brian and this is where I want to get in. I want to ask these questions to him on the podcast. As a friend, how does one not notice that I have my shirt on backwards. He was with me the entire time, everyone. We were on this train for like 20 minutes before anything was said. He was looking directly in my face. How do you not notice that? And how is that not brought to my attention? And I cannot remember. And I just asked, want to ask him genuinely. Why didn't we look up what a cowboy hat looked like? How do we not know what a cowboy hat looks like? Very important questions. <laughs> and how fun was that baseball game that we had? I mean, we have to talk about that in a little more detail. It was extremely competitive. 99% of it, probably 97% of you, would never even consider doing that, even after I say how great it is. But it's okay. It was a great game. We enjoyed it. Um, that's a little bit of what happened in Calgary. I'm sure we'll, I'll, I'll dive into more details when I talk about it with Brian, but I just mainly wanted to tell you this story about how I basically went on a train and made a complete ass of myself in front of a very, a, a lot of people. So I, uh, we would end up going to a cowboy stand. Uh, there was a cowboy hat stand, uh, pretty much as soon as you got in the entrance. So that made it easy to get cowboy hats quickly. So we got saved there. Uh, and then we just uh, danced, twirled girls as, many, as much as we could. 
and went home with none of them. So anyways, uh, I'll wrap that story up and we'll bring it to Brian because I want to I ask him these questions. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. All right. Thanks, guys. All right, everyone. Here we are. We've surpassed time and now we are on the podcast to talk about these questions that I had for Brian. Now, Brian hasn't, hasn't been privy to getting to listen to the story. He's just going off a few things that he heard through my microphones as I was re-listening to the story to get the questions that I wanted to bring on air with him. You guys know this a lot easier than Brian would right now, but we do have a few questions uh, that I need to, I need to ask him. He was there throughout this whole story, so nothing should be surprising for him. Um, now, no, Brian, I, I remember the story. Yeah. I mean, you were there the whole time. Yeah. Uh, I don't bring up Banff. And Banff was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. That was actually hilarious what we did there because we just randomly, we, we just climbed up some mountain. It was like uh, some person's backyard that got, the, yeah. uh, at the end of the city kind of happened and there were... There was a couple houses, and we're like, "Oh, let's just climb up the mountain behind that, those houses." And that's and what we did. That's what we did. We had a six pack of palm uh, breezes. Palm breezes each. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that was a well, that was a hell of a time. That was a great time. But I didn't talk about that. Uh, let's get into the questions that I did ask. I thought I had like six or seven questions for you. Apparently, I only had four. Uh, the first one is in the story. I bring up that this is one of the you know, crazier things I've done to get drunk, uh, which was simply just throwing a, a baseball and just making games up with that, with those two variables of the throwing and the catching of a baseball. Well, oh, go ahead. Well, no, I was just wondering, is there anything else you've done? Is there anything that combats that, that you've done to get drunk? Now, I am sure that there is. Yeah, it's just a loaded question that you threw on me like a minute and a half ago, and I just can't think of it right now. I'm thinking of just like two. You know, you got to remember that it's just me and you. We don't even have S because S is at work majority of the time here. Right, he's working like ten hours a day, so it's just me and you for the most part. Yeah. So it's two guys, and you have a bunch of beers. We bought a ton of beers. I think we, we had to drink four. Two fours or something. Yeah, it's four two fours. Is random sort of Keystone Reds. Uh, there's some old Milwaukee like the yeah. trash bucket. Beers. Trash bucket beers. Yeah. yeah. But we uh, we had a bunch of beers we had to get through, and you know I can't think maybe dice, but dice isn't as <sighs> intense as this became. This is extreme. That was intense. a great game. It was like, a fun game. I would play it again. And so you explained it in the story. I in full detail. Yeah, yeah. And it's not the first time that we played that game. So uh, in the story, I tell, I say that it is the first time. It's the only time the only I've time. never played it since. But I, you, you correct me. I was wrong. Yeah, we went to Newfoundland together, and we also played that game there. In Newfoundland, we also played another ridiculous game with two ping pong rackets and a ping pong ball. A circular table that with a yes. Wow, that was a fun game. It also was a fun game, but it's also ridiculous when you think about it. It's a diameter, maybe a foot yep. table, and you would have to keep the ball up on the table and let it bounce. The other person would also have to hit the ball and let it bounce on the table. If you miss the table, the other person gets the point. 
Yeah, so three sixty ping pong. Three sixty ping pong on this very very small table. That's very and you had to go vertical rather than horizontal. Yeah. Yeah, that was a ridiculous game too. Yeah, that was pretty up there. <laughs> I can't. I really want to play that now. Wow, that's wild. Very fun though. Oh my god. Great time. Uh, yeah. So like, just in that three four minutes, I thought of a ridiculous story of a way to get drunk. I'm sure I have more. Maybe we'll bring it up on a future podcast. Yeah, it's easy. It's easy thing to bring up again. What All are right. the other questions they had? All right. So as a friend. How does one not notice that I have my shirt on backwards in that train, Brian? Can you please let the audience know how that possibly could happen? So this, once again, goes back to the baseball game. We were pretty intoxicated, Mark. And for some reason, like, well, I'm not a button-up shirt kind of guy. Like, I don't wear button-up shirts that often. But we, I, In the story I bring up that I had bought plaid, I think, for the exactly. first time going into this, and I'm sure you did, too. I did. I bought shirts specifically to make me look like I fit into this stampede, because obviously we don't. Mm. We have, like, city boy shirts for the most part. Oh, yeah. And not country at all, so... Do I button up shirts that often? Not really. So when I was helping you button it up, I was a little intoxicated. I just thought it was a stubborn shirt. It was fresh. You know how like a fresh shirt, sometimes the buttons are stubborn? I just thought that was the case at this point. We had actually mentioned that it was a stubborn shirt. <laughs> okay, perfect. If I remember correctly. But also, um, I just did not notice the tags. I swear to this day, I never noticed the tags at all. Otherwise, I would have told you your shirt's inside out. I'm pretty good friend that I would tell you that you're wearing an inside out shirt. Well, these people looked like they were just as upset with you as they were with me. With not having known, you know, that the, the shirt was on back. They couldn't believe it. They thought I was, I was doing this as a prank. No, it is 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Like, it should, everybody should be sober at this point. Right. We were not. No. Uh, but, it, I mean, it was a story. Yeah. It's a story it's 10 years story. later. It's a great story 10 years later. So, um, do I regret it? No. And, and uh, one thing you did bring up as soon as I told you this. 2010. Yeah, it was 2010. This whole sure. thing happened in 2010, not 2014. No, it wasn't even close to 2014. It's good. So, that's good to know. Um, okay, so, Brian, how did we not know what a cowboy hat looked like? So how, how were we both on board for what turned out to be a ranching hat? Did you tell the story of Wayne? Yeah, I vaguely, I, like, Wayne is the, is the, it's, the it's a town, town with no, it's a ghost town, there's no, no, uh, people there. I think I tried to. Maybe I didn't. I tried to explain the. So basically, we're not country guys at this point, but we hear the stampede is awesome, so we want to go and you know have some good times. But we've never seen a cowboy hat in our life. We're not. We're not cowboy people. We're not. Um, And then we go on this tour that your family friends, um, family is just so graciously bringing us on this tour around Alberta, and we go to this little ghost town. And we see hats for sale. And they're $10. You remember that bargain? Oh, 
Great bargain. It was and we're uh, yeah, so, I say this in the story. It was ten bucks. It was ten bucks. How could so, you go wrong with that? Yeah, we're looking and we're like, oh, cowboy hat, sweet. Nobody corrected us. It's not our fault. Nobody corrected us. We thought we were buying cowboy hats back then as well. Our cell phones were not as good as what they are today. No. We had flip phones back then. Oh, absolutely. We did not even have close to what we have now. I could have looked up cowboy hat in a second right now, but no, I had like it was a struggle to text back in those days. Oh, it was. So there's no way I could have known that that wasn't a cowboy hat and that it in fact was a fancier hat. Ten bucks bargain. I stand by our decision. And you know what? The cowboy hat that I ended up getting was twenty bucks, and it lasted for a while. It was stolen years later okay. by a coworker of mine who called himself a cowboy. Okay. Didn't own didn't own a cowboy hat though. Oh. So I just gave him my, my the cowboy hat that So he was a poser just like we were. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's exactly right. You know what, Billy? I'm gonna post the picture of us when we do look like cowboys on the Instagram though. See what the people like to think, you know? We have that picture of us at the stampede. We look Legit. I thought we looked pretty legit. A little throwback Thursday, maybe. Yeah, okay. Uh, look out for that, everyone. Uh, and the last question I had for you is, um, I mean, we talked about it a little bit. How fun was that baseball game? Um, I know Ryan Hill would just die to play this this game. Oh, he would hate my strike zone. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to play with him. Um, but, yeah, if you're a fan of baseball, this is, like, the best game, just to... It takes catch to a whole new level, essentially. It's like, you're playing catch, but there's way more strategy to it, and technique to it. It's, it's just a really fun game. Well, the catcher being both the catcher and the umpire brings a whole another layer to the game. Yeah. It's a game within the game, because if he doesn't give you a, a, question, a 50-50 baller strike. You going to give him a 50-50 baller strike? Exactly. I don't think so. And that makes the strike zone just become extremely small. Not to mention, you, you could be in danger a little bit. I threw you some questionable fastballs in the dirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that. That was Those were pretty quite Almost had almost a standoff with you. Give yeah. a few uh, dirty looks real quick. Oh, definitely. But uh, overall, fantastic game. Fantastic trip. Yeah, it was a good time. The stampede is, is a good time. Yeah, and uh, one thing that I uh, briefly mentioned on the uh, on the podcast was the 18-hole par 3. I mean, what a time that was. Oh, my God. I completely forgot about that. Yeah, I know. Uh, well, so many aspects of that trip that we just made awesome, and we had no plans going into it. Well, as I mentioned on that on that story, you beat me for the first time in golf. On that par three really? at that course, and you pretty much haven't looked back since. I beat you. I beat you every once in a while. Yeah, you do. But but you have pretty much dominated the matchup since then, and uh, it, yeah, it was that eighteen hole par three. I don't know. You got your confidence there. That's hilarious. It was a big turning point in your golfing career. That was uh, that was just random, like four days. We had four days to just do whatever, and we just made the most of it. That was a good time. We should do more of that. We should do that more often. We should. But that'll be for another podcast uh, to talk about. Is there anything else, dude? Honestly, that's 
all I have in the notes. Uh, we're going on a hundred. Oh, sorry, no, one hour and twenty minutes. Yeah, that's our standard operating procedure right there. Eighty minutes. I think that's a good way to end it. Yeah, I think so. Um, I mean, uh, if, again, for Labor Day weekend, if you want to get in that uh, fantasy pool, uh, hit us up on the Instagram. Yeah. Uh, maybe we'll set that up, uh, you know, this coming Labor Day weekend. Uh, other than that, you know, we, uh, we have some – well, we don't have any uh, – we don't have a big game tonight. Could have been bigger, Brian, if you had just beaten us on Sunday. And this is our men's league hockey uh, league, everybody. Brian, me, we're in the semifinals against each other on Sunday. Yeah, it's a big game coming up this uh, Sunday, and you know what? I'm really looking forward to the matchup. I think we have the edge only because you barely beat us on Sunday, and we didn't have our best player, so I don't know. This is what people say. This is what people like this say, everyone, is that, uh, you know, they... They consistently don't show up with their best players against you all year. They're afraid of you, clearly. And uh, they come out of the woods to say, oh, yeah, no, we'll beat you now because now we'll have our team. We'll care this time. Well, the people will know on Tuesday whether or not the BML are in final or... It's true. It's true. And, and there was a trade at the beginning of the year, a famous wow. trade. Between, between the, the two teams, teams yeah. will will that have a factor in this game? Absolutely. I think it's it's going to have to. What it has to. I mean, you're talking about half the defense in the game were traded. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and the leading playoff score right now, Shane Wilson. Yes. Yeah. He yeah, is. He is huge. absolutely killing it right now. I love it. And uh, I mean, that's that's a big deal. Being a, a, big being deal. a playoff. Uh, being here on the playoffs should get you a little respect going into that draft well, he, next year. He's, he's never going to trade it again. I could not imagine that. He's had too good of a year. Yeah. All right, Molly. I think we call right. it there. Let's do it. All right, my name is Mark Mullen. Brian Zorro. You're listening to Mark Mullen and Over with Mark Mullen. Have a nice week, everyone.